This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Joining us now is our new Arkansas insider, Tyler Cass from KHV in Little Rock. And, you know, the first thing I have to ask you is how completely unhinged is Eric Musselman? Because what we saw at the BOK Center last week, that that was, um, I don't know what that was. It was like trying to hold back a tiger trying to escape from a cage to eat a child. Yeah, and you know, what you saw the BOK Center last week, and, and, you know, now it's, what, two of the last three games there that he's gotten kicked out of? Mm-hmm. I want to say it's now eight technicals in the last nine games this year, which can tell you just about how frustrated he's been with this Razorback basketball team. But, yeah, I mean, the ripping your shirt off after you you have a big tournament win has has the flip side, where it's the same energy just negatively. And that that's what you saw in Oklahoma. I mean, he, he yeah, it's it's everything that you love about him when, when he's winning games. Then you see the other side of that when he when he's losing games. Yeah. And this year is been a bit more of the losing than the winning in the big ones. You know, the the question is, I mean, he's, at first, as you said, when he ripped the shirt off, it was kind of fun, and he you know dress, dresses in the track uniform in the locker room to try to teach a message. Some of that's just a little quirky. But we've seen it become more, as you said, of a problem lately. Is this a sign of a basketball team that's not performing, of a coach who's reaching? Is it the pressure because of how little a leash is given these days? What's the What's the change, or really is there a change? We're just seeing more of it because the team hasn't been as good. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the latter there, really. I think it's this is who he's always been. I mean, going back to Nevada and honestly probably G League and beyond, uh, it's just you're seeing more of the other side of it now because the team isn't winning as much. I mean, I've said it from the beginning. It's A lot of the stuff he does is the kind of thing where you can only get away with it if you're winning, and they've been winning for the last you know few years. I mean, this is a team that – hadn't made the second weekend of the tournament in a couple decades, and then all of a sudden they're sitting on three straight Sweet 16s. So a lot is is forgiven or a lot is laughed at and thought of as like, oh, well, you know, it might be a little goofy, but clearly it's working. And then as soon as it isn't working, that's when people start to turn on you. I mean, as much as I hate to um, use this this comparison, everyone loved when Chad Morris came in and was all catchphrases and we're going to put it in the left lane and hammer down and, after their first win, they had club dub, as they called it, in the locker room. And all that stuff started looking bad real fast. Now, I'm not saying Eric Musselman and the basketball team is anywhere near that. Um, I mean, there's still a team with high expectations, at least internally, going forward this year. But I, I think you are starting to see a little bit of that. And it's a little bit of what we've always seen in press conferences. It's the after an Arkansas loss, and this has been true every year, even when they're going to the Elite Eight. Uh, th- those press conferences are really just kind of touchy, emotional affairs. Uh, and I think that with losses kind of piling up more so than usual this time of year, you're starting to see that bleed out into the, the public view a bit as well. Yeah, and that's that's the hard thing, too, is because sometimes it makes you seem like you're kind of a front runner. And you, and you really don't want that because, I mean, he seems like a, a good basketball coach, but... Man, when you start doing this, there's a certain point at which people are going to start to notice. It's eight forty three on the Blitz, eleven seventy. It's Tyler Cass and his uh, his child in the background there from K T H. Yeah, Elliot making sure his voice gets heard. That's fine, and we understand T H V eleven and, and Little Rockies are Arkansas insider Bryce. Tyler, the Arkansas bench has uh, made a big impact this year, and they did Saturday combining for fifty three points, and it was really just the starters that had such a, such a bad outing. 
What can you say about the bench for Arkansas and how important they are to this team? Yeah, I mean, Musk said it before the year that this is the deepest team he's had. He's not, I mean, there are coaches who say that every year, and he is certainly not one of those guys. Uh, there's been one thing to fault him for in the past almost, it seems like he he doesn't trust guys. And by the end of the year, he's running, you know, about seven guys out there total the entire game regardless, and, and that's it. And this year, I think it's a mixture of, of that depth. I mean, he, he went and got a bunch of guys in the portal where – you kind of kept going, man, where are they going to find all, all, all these minutes? Where are they going to find you know, enough, enough shots to go around with this group? Um, and that has positives and negatives. I mean, the positive, like I said, is that the bench can play really well um, and give you lots of time. But I think the negative is they haven't fully figured out the best rotations that work for them. I mean, the, the bench, the starters, is changing almost every single game. Some of that has to do with injuries, but I don't think there is a set five, six, or seven kind of man rotation that Eric Musselman likes right now, and that's part of the issue is he hasn't really figured out what works best, what kind of combinations of guys on the floor works best. So, I mean, heck, maybe, maybe it is just flip the dimension starters from the Oklahoma game because, like you said, the, those five out, outplayed, uh, outplayed the guys who started the game on the floor. But it, it will reach a point, I think, it just seems like it's taken longer than, than usual this year to kind of figure out who those six, maybe mm-hmm. seven guys are. You got to be happy. You got to be impressed with Oklahoma, though. And Porter Mosier's group's playing really well. A couple more moments here with Tyler Cass. He's our Arkansas insider. Before we go, I got to talk football a little bit. You know, the portal and signings and things like that affecting everybody. Haven't heard a lot of news lately out of Fayetteville. What's happening with the football team and the portal and any potential signings? Uh, well, the big one this morning uh, is Rocket Sanders, running back, appears to be headed to South Carolina. Uh, so that's that's the departure. Um, not the biggest of surprises. Um, and now it kind of sets up to, well, there's been a lot of smoke about K.J. Jefferson to South Carolina. Maybe he'll want to join Rocket out there. Uh, the big one coming in this week for Arkansas is Taylor Green, uh, the Boise State quarterback, just helped them do a conference championship and committing to Arkansas, which, again, you know KJ's gone. You're just kind of waiting on the official announcement at this point. Green kind of solidifies that. It's an interesting one, though, because Arkansas's quarterback room does have depth. I mean, you've got Jacoby Criswell. You've got Malachi Singleton, guys who were expected to be kind of in full-on competition for the job once KJ left. Now they bring in Green, who's this, you know, the a true, true dual threat guy, 11 passing touchdowns, nine rushing ones last year. And the thought – kind of is, oh, is this, I mean, this is the only quarterback on the roster who was brought in by Bobby Petrino. So is this Petrino's guy? Is this what he wants? Um, Obviously, he's got a bit of a track record with Lamar Jackson at Louisville of of quarterbacks who he can use with their arm and their legs. So we'll see. But the quarterback room just got a lot more interesting next year for Arkansas with that addition. No doubt about that. You know, I had not seen the news on Rocket. I knew about Green coming, and I was going to ask you about him next out of Boise. Is, I mean, if you, you can't compare him necessarily to K.J. Jefferson because K.J. is a different cat with his size. He's a little bit more like Milrow. Uh, how would you compare the two skill set-wise when it comes to what they actually need to get done on the field and what you think Petrino's offense will be like? Yeah, what what Petrino's offense will be like is is the big question there. And you're right. I mean, KJ obviously a dual threat, but in a very different way from Green. Uh, KJ's just got guys bouncing off of him. Well, Green's kind of got that that effortless 
tall guy's stride where it doesn't look like he's running fast, but all of a sudden you look up and the DBs are 10 yards behind him. Uh, as far as what what exactly Petrino wants to do with either, either of them, I mean, I, I do think, like I said, it speaks to something that this is who Bobby Petrino went out and got. So it, it, it feels like Green probably holds some kind of edge as far as starting next year, though I think Chris Well and Singleton will each get a shot uh, at that as well. They, they've also – They've got they they got a decommit uh, yesterday from a JUCO tight end um, who was the number one JUCO tight end in the country. He committed to them two weeks ago and then decommitted after they got another tight end out of Eastern Michigan. So there's a lot of talk of like, man, Bobby Petrino's going out there and getting a lot of tight ends. What does that mean? But it kind of sounds like that room won't be as deep as we thought. Um, but we've seen. Bobby Petrino work with different kinds of quarterbacks. I mean, obviously out here you go to Ryan Mallett mm-hmm. and everything he was able to do. And Petrino just co- talks constantly about how the most important thing is, you know, being cerebral, being able to, to read a defense and understand things before plays. And he talked about Mallett being able to do that. He talked a lot about Lamar Jackson being able to do that. So that seems to be number one for him. So if he thinks that Taylor Green's a guy who – can can understand the Bobby Petrino playbook on a deeper level, then, then that's probably why he went and got it. All right, so the last thing, I'm, and it's 849 here, we're talking to Kyler Cass, he's our Arkansas insider. I know this is a huge pro- tr- projection a long time from now, and I'm not going to hold you to it, but I'm going to ask your gut feeling. Kind of all that's gone on in Arkansas this year, especially in football, some of the defections, some of the people gone, the injury to Luke Haas. Hope he's going. Uh, I hope he's coming along well. And if you've heard, let us know. Uh, and then going next year into a maybe potentially even tougher SEC with the returners and Oklahoma, Texas coming in. Does Sam Pittman survive next year and move on as Arkansas's head coach, or did he just move on? I mean, look, it's going to take a bowl game. That I think that even if it's just six wins. And that, that'll rile the fan base up even more. But I, I still think six wins keeps him around at least one more year. Looking at the schedule, it's real tough. And like I said, I mean, it's, it's tough to project out, especially, you know, bringing in a new offensive coordinator who happens to be Bobby Petrino. But – and so much has to be done in the portal still, especially offensive line-wise. As of now, I, I think we're looking at a – another four to five win Arkansas season. And I don't see Sam Pittman surviving that. So barring some big, big portal new, you know, additions here, and that could totally happen. I mean, that that's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. Sam Pittman, if there's one thing about him, it's that everyone talks about, Oh man, he is just a guy. If you can get him in the room, people are going to go want to want to go play for him regardless of past success. But with the way the roster stands right now, and like you said, the way the schedule lines up, this year and then going forward beyond that with just how tough it's going to be. I, I don't think four or five wins cuts it. And I, I think Sam's done after next year, if not earlier in the season. Oh man, I, that would, it's getting to be that way. Tyler, thank you very much for your time. Uh, you can go take care of that little one. Now we'll talk to you again next week. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. You betcha. Tyler Cass. He's our brand new Arkansas insider from DHV over in Little Rock. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.